Hey everybody, Amelia here. Just wanted to pop in real quick and give you an update uh, before the episode starts. There are some exciting things in anime and um, we're excited to bring you some extra content in lieu of that. This is more specifically for our patrons, but also for everyone else as well. Um, so we're gonna be putting a lot of bonus content on our Patreon. We're gonna start with seasonal reviews. We have a couple bonus episodes in mind and uh, we're gonna also start doing some pre-show episodes. So basically for our seasonal reviews, we're gonna let the season play out for a couple maybe two or three episodes and let you guys know what we're going to be watching and then at the end of the season we'll do a little review of those shows if we've still continued to watch them if we haven't if we liked anything else that kind of thing they're not going to be like super in-depth we're not going to cover every single anime we're probably just going to bring like three of the things that we're most excited for and for our bonus episodes we do have a couple planned um uh we me and dan kind of teased it in the last episode but yes uh we definitely want to do a woodstock 99 documentary review because um oh my gosh those woodstock documentaries are wild and uh, i have a lot of opinions and feelings about them <laughs> um and then me and dan have also um uh dan has seen trash taste at this point but i have not um but yeah so me and dan got tickets for the trash taste tour and so we're gonna kind of do like a little bit compare and contrast since he's seeing the first show and i will be seeing maybe like the fifth show but yeah so we're gonna be doing some bonus episodes and then we're also gonna start start putting out our pre-show banter as little mini episodes for you guys. Um, we we talk for like maybe 20 minutes before we even start an episode. And, uh, you know, we figured it's a lot, it's a lot of, um, you know, quality content that you might be interested in. So we figured why not? <laughs> um, and then I know everyone is super excited and probably wondering if we're going to be doing Chainsaw Man. And yes, we are going to be doing Chainsaw Man weekly. You heard it here right now. First, everyone, we are going to be doing it. I am so excited for Chainsaw Man. Pretty much the whole world is excited for Chainsaw Man. And so that we can capitalize on the hype and bring you some more content. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going to be doing weekly Chainsaw Man episodes. Um, and so I'm not quite sure what the timing of everything is at this moment. We will have to wait until um, it gets closer to air date and when we get the episode in the day kind of thing. Um, but yeah, we are planning on doing weekly Chainsaw Man episodes. Um, they will go to our Patreon first, uh, probably two days before they are released to the rest of the world. So if any of that content sounds interesting, to you, head on over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash otakuhostclub, and subscribe to our Platinum Mad tier. The Platinum Mad tier is what gets you into all of our extra special bonus content, early access, all of that. Um, links for that are always in the description of every single one of our episodes. If you want to get in touch with us in between episodes, the best way to get more new exciting info is through our Discord server. We're always on, always talking, and I'm always posting announcements all the time. And links for that are on all of our socials as well. Anyway, guys, just wanted to pop in here real quick and give you those updates. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, we wouldn't be here without you. Um, we super appreciate everybody who supports us on Patreon and through our normal channels as well. Always, if you, if you love us, the best thing you can do is share us around to your friends. Let everybody know about us. Let's get into the episode.
Although edited for television, tonight's thriller contains scenes of suspense and violence which may be unsuitable for young viewers. Parental discretion is advised. Stick with the art, Japanese animation. And welcome to the Otaku Host Club podcast. My name is Amelia, and I'm always joined here with Jeff and Dan. Hello. Hello there, people. I'm eating. I got my salad. Eating healthy. Doesn't do me any good, apparently, but (laughs) I try anyway. Back to form. Back to to your your old self. Yeah, we're Mm -hmm. coming back to the beginning. Kicking it old school. Shit. And today we have a special guest, Alex from the Anybody's Podcast. Say hello. Howdy. Howdy. I'm drinking some water. Always. Mm. Stay hydrated. Oh, yeah. Hydrated. Hydro homies. Very healthy of you. I got a big thing of water with me, too. Yes. I wish I liked salads more. Sometimes I miss salads, but then I'm like, I don't want to go through the hassle of making a salad. Yeah. I love a good salad. I'll pay $20 for a salad. $20? Mm. No. I I don't. I love mm, any. Uh, if I don't have to make my salad, hell yeah. Make me a giant salad. I, I can't justify spending more than like $20 for just like myself to eat anywhere. Like if it's more than 20 like per person, I'm, I'm leaving. Really? It's, it's too much. Really? It's too much. There's a, I, I found $20 is like the price cap of like. The ratio of price to flavor for food. Where's the lamb? <laughs> like any any higher than twenty per plate, you're overpaying for whatever flavor you're getting, and then like mm. any less, you're you're knowing what you're paying for at that point. <laughs> what about buffets? Well, the, well. Now buffets that depends on the time of day and if it's a chain or just like a local buffet. Because yeah. Rip Golden Corral. Rubber, rubber, rubber. <laughs> yeah, Golden Corral gave me food poisoning once. I had diarrhea for like a week. Yeah, damn. Yeah, but you know, it's like what nine dollars a person, all you can eat. Yeah. No. There used to be this one um, by my house. Maybe it's a Delaware chain. I don't know, but it was called Shoney's. Hmm. And we hmm. that they would had a had a bomb breakfast buffet. We would go there after church. Oh breakfast yeah, breakfast buffet. Yeah, I, su- I suppose Golden Corral put it like I ate it all and then it it was like I added it on, then I took it right back off. So it was like net neutral, you know? Hmm. You know what's the worst? When you go to a breakfast at a hotel and you think it's free? A buffet. <laughs> no. <laughs> Did you we, not ask? We asked. And we and you pay twenty eight, twenty, thirty dollars for uh a breakfast that you thought was for free? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's Alex, okay. I'm, I'm contemplating your point that $20 is the ideal uh, balance between paying for quality versus overpaying for a similar quality. And I, I suppose when I think about most 
like if the average food spots that I go to, $20 is about as expensive as anything ever is on the menu. But then I'm thinking about these like hyper expensive steakhouses and how much I enjoy those. Uh, yeah, like crabs. If you want to eat crabs out, they expensive as fuck. Yeah, seafood can get really expensive. Yeah, that's fair. I uh, and I think there's something to be like. Yeah, when when uh, when I took Hannah to Murray's here in Minneapolis, which I think is the most expensive restaurant in the city, I was like, man, I ain't, I ain't ever had food like that in my whole life. It was it was a completely different kind of. Uh, culinary experience, you know, taste to sensation than I've ever had. Like I ain't ever had bacon like that. I ain't ever had meat that, you know, uh, beef, you know, steak that tasted exactly like that. It was, uh, yeah, it was radically different. Cheesecake too. Cheesecake was just different than I'd ever had before. And I, I remember talking about this with Hannah that I wasn't, wasn't sure if like, the beef was so much categorically better than what you would get at a different, less expensive steakhouse. Uh, maybe it wasn't like necessarily to my liking, but the, the preparation and the quality of the meat was just like, yeah, you know, it was like other steaks are over here and they may be good or bad, but this one was just like in its own completely separate category somewhere else. It was just like, totally different kind of experience than I've had before. Um, it might so have been free range. Kind of. <laughs> well, uh, you know, could be. I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember exactly. Um, but it was, it was something to do with the, the aging. Cause yeah, Hannah and I talked about this a lot. I, it's something to do with the aging and the way uh, that they had flavored it or like the, the spicing. Oh, the seasonings, you know, yeah, the seasonings, yeah. I want to watch food That's wars now. I think I will, uh, seasonings <laughs> yeah. are underrated. Season that shit up. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Try I'm, all I'm, the different seasonings. Yeah, I, I always uh, when I'm here at home, I always throw on like two to three times what I should be throwing on, and I add all sorts of extra random shit. I'm definitely over flavoring everything, but mm. at the same time, I like that. So Yolo. it's okay for me. Yeah, I like an intense. Yeah, I like it when it packs a punch a little bit. Agreed. Very much agreed. Like, like a, I miss the punch your gut. Yeah, I, so good. It'll make you a slappy mama, which is a, a wonderful seasoning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Need to get some more when I go grocery shop. What is the five fingers say to the face? <laughs> what? Slap. So there was um. There was a race happening here on the podcast. I know, and you won. Congratulations, I, Amelia. I, know. I hey. literally... I, You're the champ. I was waiting for you all weekend to update how many things you watched. <laughs> I've been updating as I watched. You've seen really? I've watched. Yeah. My anime list, as you it stayed at like 494 for like... I've been refreshing. I'm like, where are the things that he has watched? So what's I the know prize? It. Like, is there a prize? Was there something at stake? Um, then, the episode, uh, whoever's going to be the centerpiece of the episode, so-and-so <laughs> watched 500 animals. <laughs> well, now that everybody has posted their shit in the Discord, I feel like very, um, very un- underwhelmed. <laughs> I know, it's it's kind of like, it's, it's like... Uh, I was like, fucking 500, that's the most in our friend group. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's kind of like... Um, I don't know, it's kind of like in Hunter x Hunter, when you fight 
the uh, they fight the you know the uh, the king's guard, but then the king Meruem appears behind them, and and you're like, oh, that's the real bad guy. <laughs> the the true powerhouses have been revealed. You know, we were all we were all you know like puddling amongst ourselves in in the five hundreds, but there are people out there with nine hundred to a thousand. It was what like, the fuck? yeah, we're are we even qualified to be on this podcast? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Who cares about our opinions? See the Ellis or CTH Ellis is a Discord member that is on. We met actually at Oticon um, during our panel, Thanks. and uh, he's been yeah he's got a quite a quite a list for you know I think but I guess it's all relative right? Uh, I thought you know a hundred a hundred uh, movies versus a hundred series. I don't know. Yeah, but. Isn't he up at like twelve thousand episodes too? So oh uh, well, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, like, it, depending on the person, depending on what you're watching, what you're consuming, mm-hmm. yeah, it's mm-hmm. all relative. No matter how many you've, things you've watched, you know, is mm-hmm. my point. Yeah, if you're watching a bunch of those like five, five minute, three minute shorts or like music videos <laughs> that are on, yeah, my anime well, list. I, don't, I don't understand why their mm-hmm. music videos are on there. Get out of here! I'm I'm just upset that the Pacific yeah. Rim show, which was like animated in 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 Japan, but like written in America, isn't on my anime list. But then there's music videos yeah. on there. So weird. What? I did not know there was a Pacific Rim animated show. Is it good? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you like CGI mechs and monsters, yeah. Uh, which I. I do okay. every now and again. Mm-hmm. I, I've been known to like a, a big robot kaiju fight. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's one of those Netflix like polygon pictures. Yeah, yeah, it was one of the studio kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it was actually pretty enjoyable. It, it was the classic like we're gonna make it seem like we could have like you know five six more episodes on, but you know short them on the episode count so it goes really really fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. Uh, Pacific Rim the Black, what it was called. Yeah, so what is it a... Because there's Pacific Rim 1 and 2, the movies. Mm -hmm. Is it Pacific Rim or is it Pacific? (laughs) Oh no, are we bullying people for their speech impediments again? (laughs) I know speak... I cannot talk correct. Um, English is hard. No, there's Pacific Pacific Rim 1 and Pacific Rim 2. Um... I don't remember Pacific Rim 2 so clearly. I saw it in theaters and, you know, it was not good. Yeah. <laughs> is the TV show along the same, I guess, plot line or the same? Like, is it its own separate independent thing or does it relate to the two movies? Um, It, like, vaguely recalls the ending to the first one where they, like, nuke one of the Jaegers in the area where the monsters are coming from. And then they have to, like, mm-hmm. leave it there. Mm-hmm. But that's like the most mm-hmm. it, it calls back. Um, this one's about mm-hmm. these two mm-hmm. two siblings that like they live in Australia and they're like being attacked by super super mega kaiju's or whatever. And pretty much the whole continent is pretty much shut down. So it's just like them and a mm-hmm. bunch of other kids living in a colony. And then they find mm-hmm. one of the robots, and then they're then attacked again. Then all the other kids in the colony die, except for the two main siblings. 
and they got to like get their way with this robot like to the like one base that is like left up right yeah that sounds like it could be good in my opinion and that also sounds anime as fuck yeah yeah but <laughs> it was it was pretty good it was pretty good um I don't want to spoil too much about it, but yeah. And it was very anime. It was very, very anime. The, uh, the robot had, had this good old, the classic sassy AI that, uh, that, that carried the show at points with the, you know, just their witty remarks. So love that in a sci-fi show. But all this to say to your point, short things. I was watching this thing called doomsday with my dog super short like less than two minute long episodes oh my god <laughs> and it's just, but it's it's basically done in a moving manga way like hmm. very limited motion animation hmm. yeah motion, exactly what are and they it's called? super quick um, i thought i was like jeff you don't have a dog that's exactly what i was thinking <laughs> too i was like you were watching this with your dog but then I remembered that it was an anime, and I was like, "Damn!" Because yeah. I keep seeing it on Crunchyroll, and I'm like, "Oh, cute! I want to watch it." And it's then, called, like, so no. it is called Doomsday with my dog. That's <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. this girl and a dog that survived, you know, the apocalypse, and mm. the comedy. The comedy is like it's good, but it's so dry. It's, I don't know. But anyway, like it's just, these are kind of things that um you could watch a, a you know dozens of these types of shows. Is um. Is Doomsday with my dog like similar in comedy to Life Lessons with? Uh... Oh my gosh, what is this person's name? Uramichi. Yes. Onisan. Yes, Uramichi Onisan. It is also very uh, pretty dry. Was that the one that was out last season? Um, it's the one about the um the guy who works on a kids show, but he's always uh... like, "Just go fucking kill yourself." Ha ha ha. Uh, I've not seen that, <laughs> but it sounds funny. It's very fun. <laughs> I liked it. No, I had I, I had watched this one last season where it was just this. It was an anime with a female protagonist. I guess you know, not even a protagonist. It's just like her on business trips and like, oh, maybe I could sleep with my with my coworker, and I'm going to show some cleavage. And it's like kind of erotic, but it's never it never gets there. And mm-hmm. the episodes are really short. And and it's just to the point of like it's just on the homepage of Crunchyroll or Verve, and I just click on it because it's well, I, what am I waste five minutes? Okay, <laughs> it's better than wasting thirty minutes of something you know you've never seen before. But today we have something very long winded, as in movie format, which is not so easy to get through, depending on who you are. If you're like us, if you can run a marathon in a week, well, I'm looking at you, Amelia. <laughs> yeah. And Dan and Alex. Yeah. Dan made me feel bad about it because he's all like, I'm not going to watch all of them because uh, I got all this social stuff going on. And I'm like, no, oh, well, no, <laughs> no, I, I struggle. Well, to be honest, I'm used to thinking I should be watching this stuff in the evenings, but I keep falling asleep by like 9 or 10 p.m. So I'd start mm-hmm. it and then finish it in the morning. That's me. That's what I do. Really? Mm-hmm. Is that the Welcome. key to anime success? Shit. Welcome. Yeah, I've joined the club. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with me. I watch it while I cook dinner. <laughs> oh damn! Hmm. Wow, hmm. that's a that's a that's, dad, that's, that's a wild multitask. Talented. 
<laughs> yeah. Garden, well, Garden of Sinners is very, uh, to me, it was a very focused endeavor oh, no, for me, at least. Because why? Oh, no, this was an after dinner. Yeah, oh, okay, okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. I was going to say, like, if you're cooking during Garden of Sinners, I feel like you're you know, like the devouring <laughs> guy. No, no, no. Dub is yeah. a devouring guy in the eighth movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. No, just uh, dubs, dubs while cooking, subs while eating. Mm. Oh sure, mm. interesting. That makes sense. Interesting. Do you find that that practice does that practice ever throw you off at all because of the difference in the people's voices? No, no, not not really. Hmm. Interesting. Because I always have subtitles on. Interesting. Because I can't hear. Yeah, I'm the same way. Actually, I watch everything yes. with subtitles. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So I got wonky hearing from too many years of loud bands. <laughs> Uh, before we get into that, then, uh, before we got on to record, Alex, you were discussing, we were discussing um, Full Metal, I was going to say Full Metal Panic, Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> <laughs> Alex brought beef to the pod. Um, yeah. Speaking of beef earlier. Yeah. Here it yeah, comes. This is, this is some expensive beef. <laughs> this, is, this is a fancy restaurant beef. This ain't no $20 steak. Kobe. This is a... Two hundred dollar This is right wagyu. Just, yeah, two hundred dollar wagyu. <laughs> I just don't think old metal alchemist. I good. I don't. I don't get it. Yeah, brotherhood. I agree. Yeah. I. I. I mean both. <laughs> what? <laughs> he said all uh, no all of yeah, it all just the whole because like so with the original full metal alchemist the ending is 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 garbage the ending is so bad hmm. it retroactively <laughs> like disregards this whole like half-hearted journey the brothers went through by alphonse then making the decision that if they logically followed what they had learned he wouldn't have made that decision in the first place wouldn't have done that so like it takes back. That's not really the way. Wait, can can you describe what he should have done logically? Because that's not the way that I remember this. But so the way it could be. It's been a long time since I've seen it. The way I remembered it was them was their whole journey of like learning about the human experiences and like the memories of everything, and for mm -hmm. for him to like save Edward or whatever at the end, him at the at the truth gate. It was like, oh, you, yeah. you have to trade away all of your memories of your whole experience to like save them. Then, like on the mm -hmm. on the train right at the end, they're still like, oh, we got to go get the philosopher's stone because they don't remember what they just went through. So it's like they're just gonna go repeat the mistake of like learning about the philosopher's stone, potentially making more homunculi. And things like that. And then with Brotherhood, it just feels like they're taking forever to say the things that they said in the first, like, 24 episodes. But it's 64? Mm. Or what? Yeah, the Brotherhood I didn't like because I, I felt like it focuses the story into a more shonen style, like, oh, we're just beating up the bad guys, and then there's the real bad guy. You know, they're they're all duking it out in the 500 anime realm. And then father shows up with 900 to a thousand anime and mm. they got to fight him. And it all feels bland. 
in comparison to the original, which is so much more character driven. And I think so much more moody in a certain way, you know, like the brotherhood certainly has its moodiness. It's got some straight up melodrama. I'm, I'm thinking of the humun- homunculi that gets turned into a little bug and he's like literally crying for a solid two minutes of screen time or he's just like wailing and has tears coming out of his little bug eyes or whatever. Um, and I re- clearly remember feeling like, like rolling my eyes, like, Oh my God. Okay. I get it. You know, the original never had any of that. The original was more somber in a certain way that, that I find really appealing. But the ending, the ending of the, like the ending of brotherhood, I remember being like, Oh, they've defeated the final bad guy boss. And now the story's over. It felt very cliche in comparison to the ending of the original, as I remember it. Um, yeah, Alphonse sacrifices himself to save Edward. And then Edward is on the train saying, all right, I have to continue the research so that I can find a way to save Alphonse because I'm sure that Alphonse is still alive on the other side of the gate. That seems like a reasonable ending to me. Maybe just because, just because he wants to continue his research, I don't. I don't think that means he's necessarily going to repeat the same mistakes that that he uh, that the other researchers have have committed. But the the way he already he already knows. No, he he also doesn't remember like the event. The transaction was all the memories of what had happened. We'll forget. Hmm. So they forgot like everything and the way like fundamentally human alchemy works in their world is Mm -hmm. need a philosopher's stone and -hmm. you can't bring back dead people but to like bring to like construct a body you either need a philosopher's stone or that is equal to that of a human body plus the soul still still with it Mm. or the soul like bound to an object somewhere so like yeah he is eventually going to either come back across how to make a philosopher's stone or come across the hard truth that he will need a philosopher's stone. Right. Which will then so lead back into, are we going to make another civil war? Are we still like nuke one right, random town? Things like the philosopher's stone requires massive human sacrifice. Hmm. But then like, right. Right. Yeah, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So is it the, the logic of the show that you, the, lo- Are, the logic is sound. I just feel like I just get it. Like, I feel like <laughs> a lot of the things that Full Metal Alchemist says is like tackled better in like shows like Ghost in the Shell and stuff. Where it's like, it's quicker. It's getting to a lot of the like hmm. similar like themes and messages. It's just not like a fancy shonen with like Studio Bones. Cause God bless Studio Bones. Like, they they hardly do any wrong. Um, yeah, behind it. True. Do you think? Do you, why do you think it resonates with so many people? Is it like time and place? I think time and place, just, and uh, I think a lot of people just have siblings that they love, and I don't like connect with that because I'm an only child, so I don't like get the whole like oh I gotta save like my brother or sister thing all the way. Hmm. Like, I get it, what? but it's still, like, emotionally, like, can't fully grasp. <laughs> it's funny you say that, because we did that episode 
uh, with it was either Annie Brothers or was it with Taku Melancholy, the brother, sister and brother one. What? The sex sis? <laughs> no, I thought we did an episode where we each no, had to come got, up we with still the gotta, list. We still got to do our episode on Koikaze. I've been talking about that for literally years now. They uh, did it without uh, us, I think. I know. So the other podcasts have done it without us, which is fair, but we should do our own. But it was just like the sentiment of which one? Was what it? I don't remember. God, what it must be. It must be Anime Brothers podcast. Brother, sister? I just remember it was a long, it was a long record. It was a lot of people on the episode. Uh, yeah, I think I, I wasn't on the re- record, but I did listen to the episode. Yeah, I was like, what is okay. it? It was, it was, it was Annie Brothers, and it was Otaku Melancholy. And then everybody made fun uh, of Matt for bringing in the sister fucking immediately. <laughs> That's right. Uh. That was an after work record, so I was not present mentally. Mm. I get that. That that happens to me often at our on our podcast too. <laughs> Takes a while. Good. I'm not the only one. No. You know what got so, me mentally? <laughs> Garden centers. <laughs> oh, it's a thinker. <laughs> it's a thinker. Yeah. Anyway, do we have any announcements? Things we want to talk um, about before we get into that? Uh, make sure you're registered so. to vote. No, you got two months. Oh. Truth, truth. Hmm. Service announcement over here. Very important, though. Yeah. Hey, we're getting the Republic yeah. back, baby. <laughs> Let's go. My allegiances <laughs> to the Republic, to democracy. Yeah, Alex, your state has been in the news a little bit oh. uh, for for sending. Well, I guess Florida was the first one to send all the uh, the migrants to the Northeast, and now Texas either. Has Texas done that too, or they're trying to do that? I was reading that that Abbott was rolling uh, some families out there. Um, I don't know yeah. what that's about. I ch- did not vote for Abbott. Do not support his decision. Yeah, it's truly bizarre political maneuvering, in my opinion, to be like, oh, you know, we have such a bad refugee or migrant crisis. So we're going to send these migrants, you know, we're going to like human traffic them to the Northeast so that they can get taken care of properly. And we'll just like, uh, like what, what is that even supposed to prove? Or like, what is even yeah, like, are you just like, I get, I get, yeah, I get that their angle is supposed to be that like, Oh, see, you wouldn't want a bunch of, you know, immigrants just rolling up on you all of a sudden. So, you know, now that it's happened to you, then have sympathy for us, you know, border states. But it's like, I don't know, man, like that's not the point that's getting proven because people have rallied behind, you know, what are essentially victims of human trafficking and and kind of communities have rallied behind them and and supported them and and been very, you know, accommodating and, and, you know, treating them, in, in reasonable and, and humane ways. So it's not really like some great gotcha moment. It's just like, what the hell are you people doing? You know? But it's, it's so like dehumanizing for the families to be like, just mm-hmm. treated as like political yeah. tools, which is, it, that's our reason why I, I disliked 86 part two unrelated, but that really 
that really did irk me so bad. Um, Cause like they're, they're people, you know, like you don't just take people that are cl- most likely like trying to like more difficult situation or are like Dan said, victims of like human traffic them yourselves another place just as like a stunt. So, so gross. Yeah. It's really weird. Mm-hmm. I know there would be some kind of parallel to an anime in this cir- circumstance. Um, yeah. I, 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 not, I, I don't know. I watched 86. Part, yeah. 86 part two. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. I guess if you like it, if you like, it. don't you have mm-hmm. good taste? <laughs> Sorry. Um, we are closing up on seasonals. Um, uh, some big seasonals, in my opinion, uh, like Made in Abyss mm-hmm. and Licorice Recoil. So I don't know if you, if Alex, you are watching any of these uh, the, the more you know headliner <laughs> shows. Um, uh, no, uh, unfortunately. So no, no, because I had to get through a Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Oh my goodness! Uh, homework, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a lot. Stupid that's homework. A lot of episodes. It, it's it's the opener for the next season of our podcast, and you know I'm almost done with it. And Aiden Abyss doesn't end for ten days, so mm-hmm. I got ten days to finish Brotherhood and watch the seasonals <laughs> I want to watch. Hell yeah! What will you watch as soon as you are finished your homework? Maiden Abyss, Lycris Recoil. Let me. Just because there was a lot of shows this season I wanted to watch. What? I know, there's a lot. There was. All right. Summer 2022. Uh, probably Overlord, Call of the Night. Uh, da, da, da. Hmm. Uh, is it wrong to pick up Curls in a Dungeon Season 4? Um, Isekai Oji Sun, which I have a little bit of a break. They're having issues. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're on hold, aren't they? Vermeil and Gold, Harem, and the Labyrinth of Another World, Engage Kids. Oh, that one's good. That one's good. Harem and the Labyrinth of Another World. Is it actually good, or yeah. is it just super horny? It's good. It's that, but also good. <laughs> so you t- <laughs> But it's like, has a plot, but is also hentai. Okay, okay. If it's actually like a decent <laughs> plot, then I... It is. I'm, I mean, I'll think it And I'm down with it. It's kind of a slice of life, though. <laughs> so... I mean, that's okay. I like that it seems that they're all like animal ish. Mm, yeah. That's that's a plus, not a furry. Although oh. I am on like episode ten and there's the harem has not happened yet. Oh. Interesting. <laughs> so. mm. um, and then um Ruby, Ice Queendom, and Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer are like the for sure watches. Because I was a big Ruby okay. fan back in the day. So it's finally here. Finally, really, an anime. Oh, and Edge Runners. Yeah, that dropped. Oh yeah, that's right. We got to get on Edge Runners. Really, it dropped. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and let's just say there was some some uh, H-rated content that they said that they withheld from the pre from the preview episode at Otakon, and uh, they were right. Really? Some some sexy time. Oh, sexy times. You know, I'm going to like it. (laughs) Yeah, the only only headline I saw about it was Studio Trigger told the Americans the lolly must stay. Yeah. (laughs) 
I keep seeing uh, that too. I, I don't uh, know what exactly that's referring to, but I'm curious to find out. We're gonna find out. Yeah. Um, summertime render isn't on on, on your list at all. Is it out on Disney yet? <sighs> is it out no. of Disney, Joe? No. Bastards. It's, it's bastards. Not. Yeah. But wait. It is so good. So is is Bleach streaming on Disney Plus? I asked this in the Discord, but people didn't respond. Did I understand no. that correctly? Did to I be. misunderstand? I. I saw something that said it was on Crunchyroll, but this was on Twitter. So, I, you know, uh-huh. um, that was the last thing I saw. I why, never confirmed it, though. Why is Disney Plus streaming anime? As they should stop. <laughs> they should stop. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. Disney should continue to just be, you know, unique Disney properties that I don't care about. And. <laughs> you know, not touch other things I might care about because I don't want to <laughs> use their streaming service. So, Crunchyroll has a has a headline here, October tenth on Crunchyroll. Okay, good. So that's good for news who? for us. Wait, yeah. which one are we talking for Bleach. about? Bleach. Yeah. Bleach. Actually. Oh. So, Alex, I'm I'm Let's curious. Go. Ruby Ruby is the one that is R W B Y. Yes. And this was originally a webcomic or a video game? Getting some candy. Um, it was originally like a, a Rooster Teeth original show. Um, uh-huh. Started and back- Rooster Teeth is, is the uh, like talk show. Yeah, like the, well, not the talk show, but like the company that owns the talk show. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, the people that did... Um, I think they did Red versus Blue was like their first big one. And then they just mm. kind of like branched out from there. But it was like a an original show that they came out with. Uh I remember very vividly it getting made fun of like all through my high school years, but then I'm just like over there in the corner like it was really good. Um mm. and then it just eventually like, you know, it did fall off cuz uh, the original creator died and just kind of internal issues mm. at, at Rooster Teeth like bled out into a lot of their properties. But it was mm. apparently I guess it was really big in Japan, so nice to see that they're like doing a their own original story on it. Okay. Yeah, I've I've heard the name, but I, I suppose I've never totally understood what the franchise was based around. Or like I I yeah, I just didn't didn't totally know how to contextualize it, but it was it was a because it was originally like a weird three D graphics thing, right? Or like a computer CGI. Yeah, um, pretty type, type show. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, the uh, the creator uh, Monty uh, just uh, he wanted to do like more like animation sequences, and he just kept hmm. coming up with like these fun character designs. So him and a few other people got together and like made like a full plot. To go along with like the fight scenes he wanted to do. Oh, okay, interesting. And now they have made it into a proper anime adaptation. Not, they're not following the same story as. Oh, okay. The, um, the original show, they're doing like their own different thing, but they do have the original for uh, main cast, which is all I care hmm. about. Sure. So do you think it's going to be better for being its own thing, or do you think there's a risk it'll be worse? 
No, you can never tell with with anime or anime fans. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true. I think the big one for you, Emilio, is uh, Genshin. The anime adaption of Genshin. It, oh. If it wasn't big enough, and there wasn't enough fucking cosplay at these conventions. They, the cosplayers will rise above all, and <laughs> we will, we will. I'm, I say we as if I cosplayed anything. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm so fucking excited. Because to be honest, if we're going to be totally honest here on this podcast, I skipped through the dialogue of <laughs> the story of Genshin because it's so long. It's so long. And these uh. writers, they just love writing. They just love that's what they that's what they love to do. They just <laughs> so much dialogue. I just want to yeah. run around with my little lolly party and slay some demons. I don't know. So Amelia also <laughs> said the lolly must stay. Yeah. <laughs> justice. Lolly justice. Yeah, so I, I saw Jeff I saw Jeff posted the trailer in the Discord, but I I didn't watch it. I don't know anything about Genshin Impact other than it's a cell phone game and people cosplay it a lot. Mm-hmm. But what is I mean, is this uh what is it about? Um so it's about this boy who gets landed on this this new planet thingy oh. area land and Paimon is his guide and well I guess depends if you pick the boy or the girl there's a boy and a girl you could pick as mm-hmm. your main mm-hmm. um and uh what else happens you have to fight a baddie and then you get tons of things that you can do you can run around it's like open world the story like kind of matters but kind of doesn't matter there's a big dragon in the beginning that you have to slay because it's like wreaking havoc on the land or whatever okay this is also like two years ago so i don't even remember where it all began so (laughs) yeah what is is the anime adaptation going to be you know the plot of the video game or is it going to be just a story within the genshin impact universe so the trailer was basically just like uh like world shots of parts in the game like part like mm. like like places you can travel to in the game. Um there wasn't really like too much dialogue or anything. It shows the two like main characters that you start out with um mm-hmm. once you start up your account. But uh there w- I have no idea. I personally am a fan of um, Liyue, which is like the Chinese area. Mm. And I would be excited if the anime focused on that world, because that part of the world is my favorite to run around and explore. It's like um, lots of very tall pagodas and stuff like that that you can like. It's like a ma- it's like a pagoda maze, basically. Um, there's like a... Um, Monstat, which is like the home base. It's kind of just like knights and swords kind of thing. Um, so there's like different places you can travel to that have like different types of uh, characters in it. Right. And there's like 50,000 different characters in this thing. Mm-hmm. But do you, do you play as all of them? No, there's like, um, I think there's probably like 40 or 50 now that you can play as. Oh that you God. can like, um, well, you don't like play as them. Uh, it's a gotcha game. So you roll for them. With your um, in-game money. 
and I think the most I've ever played this game was when you were over and I got, just got the PS5 and we played for like a second. 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. That's about as far as I got. I, I just updated it and I'm like, I'm going to just, this is the week. It is. It's <laughs> so good. It. Like, and it never well, happens. So if you got it, if you like, um, uh, what was that? Legends of Zelda, the one game in Legends of Zelda. It's like the same kind of mechanics, which is what got yeah. it flack in the beginning mm-hmm. um, because it's like exactly the same mechanics. Uh, but they're cute girls that you can get. And <laughs> some of them are cats and they meow. And mm. it's so cute. They also have Mona. Catch them all. Yeah, there's Mona. Do you play out? I don't. I just look at Mona fan art. <laughs> I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I love um I I play Diana cuz when she shoots her bow, she goes pew pew. Oh, that's <laughs> it's cute. It's really fucking cute. It's so fucking cute. <laughs> and when she's climbing, it's I don't know, she's just so cute. I um I don't I don't have Hu Tao yet, but that's that's my next conquest. I've been trying to get her for like Three months now. How do you spell her name? Hu Tao or Diana. Oh, never mind. I see it. Yeah. Oh. She cute. She a little ghost girl. Oh. I will say uh, the first thing that popped up was a, a Dojin card protector for her. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah, I've been trying to build my lolly army so that I could blast all these huge demon guys away with the tiny girls. Respect. That's like, that's, <laughs> that's my goal in Genshin. <laughs> yeah, when are you going to do your first lolly shirt? Oh, you know, <laughs> I haven't, I haven't delved into that yet. <laughs> okay. It's just your assignment for the month. Yeah. I was thinking about doing, um, uh, animal costume, uh, like cosplay shirt for Halloween though. I was like, mm-hmm. hey. you know, I did go to the fair. There were lots of cute, cute animals there. I could dress them up. I could dress my characters up as a, a, a pig and a, and a cow and, and a goat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In other news, I think we might try to do a little seasonal preview of some sort. Maybe yes. for the Patreon, mm-hmm. maybe not. We'll see. And so it's still under wraps, still under uh, yes. construction. It is under construction, but you guys will know as soon as it is not under construction. Yes. Um, and before we get into the Garden of Sinners, I think we were going to take a little quick break, a little quick break, and we'll be right back. Alright, we are back for some sin. Who's ready to sin? I was, I was born into a life of sin. Yeah. <laughs> shout out shout out to homie Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alright, so we're talking about Kara no Kyokai. 
the literal translation is boundary of emptiness. What? It's a little bit real? more poetic. Oh, that's hard. That goes yeah. hard. Yeah. Right? I want to start a band called Boundary of Emptiness. Okay. I've got all these movies pulled up on my anime list. And Alex, you can explain them to me one at a time. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I I, I did and uh, I enjoyed every movie more as we as we went on. I'm I'm getting more and more out of this franchise the farther into it I get. Um, I had never heard of this prior to this last week. I'd never heard of this franchise at all. Uh, but I, this is. Is this based on a visual novel or a, or a book or light a video novel. game or something? A light novel. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It had the feeling of something that was not originally an anime. It had the feeling of a book. Yeah, it's a, a, a Type Moon project. So it's done by uh, Kanoku Nasu, uh, wrote the story. Um, he mm-hmm. also did the, uh, the Fate series as well. Oh, okay. Fate is something. I, next year is going to be my my year of the fate. I'm going to uh, get into that shit next year. I've never seen any of them, but I'm going to dive right in next year. Uh, Ooh, I'll do. I'll dive with you. Yeah, fate Zero. Okay, cool. I think is the one that I'm thinking of. Probably the best one. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yes. Let me clarify. Um, it was either you, Alex, or it was Sky who was watching these. A year or two ago and they were talking we were talking about it on discord and i was i had to your point i was like dan i had never really heard of these even in uh what 2007 2008 when these started to be made as as anime totally over my head yeah off my radar i am i i remember hearing about them way back in the day through a gigok video whenever um uh-huh. Like uh, it was like shortly after um, Demon Slayer got the best animation of the 2010s uh, decade award, like fan voted. He like he did a video or something about like how good animations like always been and like what it actually means to like have like the best animation, and he like brought this up. Uh. And then, yeah, no, I was actually, I watched these a few months ago, actually. Like th- hmm. three or four months ago, I was, I was making my way through them mm-hmm. just because I was like, you know, I kind of want to watch a movie and I just want to like watch something a little bit older that I haven't seen. Um, that's also like not, that I know is not going to be like, it's kind of like hit me with just the standard anime, anime stuff. Which like is is fine every now and again. Clearly, I like the standard animes, you know. Otherwise, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I still wouldn't be here. Um, mm-hmm. But but every now and again, I want. I I want that twenty five dollar, that that twenty five dollar anime. You know, a li- it goes a little <laughs> bit, a little bit <laughs> yeah. further, and like just gives you a little bit more. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I and I love stories that are not told like chronologically, or like in order. Like I like Bacano, um a lot that's mm. one of my favorite animes of all time and that's like completely just all over the place uh mm-hmm. so i was like kind of looking for something along along those lines hmm. yeah it does a good job of of avoiding that i mean you could watch <laughs> <laughs> avoiding a narrative that's linear 
I mean, in, in the way these things are released, um, you could watch them as they're released or you could watch them chronologically as they are uh, story-wise. Um, I decided to do, do them as they're released. What about everyone else? Same. Same. But, but I, looking well, back, I wish I would have done it chronologically. I feel the same way. I feel mm-hmm. like I, I, did, I feel like, I feel like um, I didn't get enough out of them in release order because I, the whole time I was thinking, okay, where's this, where's this movie in relation to the overall story? And I was like having yeah. to like put a bookmark in my brain and there was a lot of bookmarks happening in my brain and I kept being like, okay, so who, what, what is it that I'm not supposed to know now from this movie to the, to like the next movie? Um, but I think watching it this way is how I would always watch anything like this, like that has like different watch orders that you can tackle, like always watch it release order first and then rewatch it in whatever way you want to. Absolutely. Cause yeah. there's a, there's a reason the, uh, the creators did it in release order. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel the same way with Monogatari as well. Um, you can watch it in chronological or release order. Uh, and I've done both. So. I'm actually, uh, I'm looking at the, at least what Wikipedia says is the chronological order. And um, after movie five, um, it's like chronological up until uh, episode nine or movie nine. Uh, so it goes like, hmm. like the first movie is smack dab in the middle. It should be like the fifth movie if you're doing it in the timeline. Mm-hmm. Then it goes one, three, two, six, seven, eight, nine. And then movie nine is four and 11. I guess it's like, depending which route. That's what got yeah, me. Yeah, it's like which route. <laughs> um, and then extra chorus is like side stories. And then the final record is like the last movie. Since. Yeah, that's the one I haven't seen yet. Yeah. And just so for the viewers sake, we've we've all seen a little bit of a different amount of, of episodes. I've watched six of the movies and I have watched, and you've watched, uh, actually I've watched seven. I got through seven, seven of them. Yeah. Let me double check my, uh, my anime list real quick. And there's a couple of specials. I guess you can call them specials, right? OVA specials. Yeah. The, um, you're talking about the starting scenes? No, I think um, Final Record is that Final Record is that full length movie. Never mind. Um, the only thing that's um like OVA is the Future Gospel Extra Chorus because it's that's um, what I'm thinking of. It's uh, it's three point five, five point five, and six point five. So they're supposed to be in between a bunch of the movies, which I think is. It's a little crazy. Hello. It's a little confusing here. Hmm. Yeah. Do they count? So do they count the intros to each of these movies as little they, shorts? They yeah, count like, one of the intros as a short. Oh, it's, weird. It's one That's, minute long. Weird. Because okay. yeah, yeah. it has the, uh, has the different characters that are going to be in like the upcoming movie. Probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Right. And I would, I, I think that's neat. I think that's a cool experience if you're in theaters and you're, you know, at first you're like, Oh, you know, quiet, please don't talk. You've seen these in live action yeah. movies before. Is it <laughs> like well, silence your phone? Were, were these all released in theaters? Cause most of them are just one hour long. Well, uh, that uh, was an assumption of mine, so I'm not positive. Um, so you know, no, I, sometimes a movie can be 20 minutes, and sometimes a movie can be three hours in anime. Well, so. yeah, but there's a, uh, I suppose I think of things as being one hour or less as being a quote unquote short film, and maybe don't get a full theatrical release. Hmm. I mean, what's important is that a movie just feels like a movie. <laughs> Like mm. that you'd see at yeah. a movie theater. Well, I'm I'm not saying any of these need to change, but I, it was whereas Jeff was assuming these were released in theaters. I was assuming they were all OVAs and just released straight onto video. Hmm. I mean, I would definitely if they release it as like a season pass ticket, I'd go see these. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to check fact fact check that at some mm-hmm. point um so yeah you guys want to start with episode one if we call it <laughs> Over, oh, overlooking also, view yeah overlooking view and uh, before we start uh i just have to mention the fact that um since these were made in the 90s the the comic uh light novel rather i just to me that really came across uh i guess we can talk about that later but hmm. For context, this some of these, you know, the feel of it, I think, comes across later on and throughout throughout mm. the movies. Um, uh, so yeah, yeah. I, I was in in the in the um, story of of UFO table or UFO table or however we pronounce this. I, I wasn't really clear if Garden of Sinners was any kind of meaningful thing or a breakthrough thing for them at all. But I was duly impressed throughout the whole franchise. These movies, OVAs, whatever, they look fucking terrific. And, and they've they got gradually that s- look even better as the yes. series goes on. Yes. And it's, it's got that signature, what I now come to think of as a signature uh, UFO table glossiness to it. You know, the same way that Demon Slayer just looks so like glossy and so overly perfect. You know, Garden of Sinners has a lot of that quality as well. They really play with um, dimension and making the backgrounds look like backgrounds and the middle grounds, like the people feel like they are sitting in the middle ground. And then during like action scenes and stuff, um, blood will, will fly and it looks like it's in the foreground. Like, mm-hmm. I think that creating that depth of, of grounds is what um, I was noticing a lot as I was watching these. Mm-hmm. I was just honestly blown away with um, their eyes. Actually, the, uh, mm-hmm. these eyes, uh, whenever uh, they're using their, um, their death, they're all seeing death eyes. Or it was very stunning because... Mm-hmm. From what, I'm not a like a an artist, but from what I understand, drawing eyes and like making them really pop is incredibly difficult. And they mm-hmm. 
were gorgeous, like constantly. Yeah, it was a great use of color <clears throat> when mm-hmm. Shiki was using the mystic eyes of death perception. Yeah. Yeah, the, as you say, the uh, the kind of teal, you know, the way her eyes would take that, that teal hue really did make it pop. And it had a certain, like, shine to it that contrasted with the rest of the color palette in any of those frames. Yeah, it really worked very well. That was the thing I picked up on most with comparing Demon Slayer. I was like instantly, that's all I could think about was Demon Slayer, Demon Slayer, Demon Slayer. Mm. Especially with the gradation mm. of the eyes where it's just complete like, you know, grayscale or it's a uh, blue and dark blue and it's just a gradation. Huge eyes, you know, mm. the windows into your soul. But that's something that I guess they do well. I guess that's Ufoto was like UFO tables thing to do. Um, even back in 2008. Yeah. I think they, uh, I was looking through their list real quick. I think they might have the most um, long running, consistent, just quality, like, works. Hmm. Um, yeah, I'm willing to believe it. Not a lot yeah. of dips. Mm, huh. Theoretically, they would have more, um, they would have a bigger budget to produce this kind of stuff. Since it's just a movie, it's not like a airing, mm. a weekly airing show kind of thing. I feel like this definitely right, so funded the Fate series. <laughs> Fate, yeah, and Fate was was pretty big um, from the time that, at least when I was heavily in the anime, like my first go around before I had uh, tapped out. Um, but yeah, I feel like I really want to compare these, the Fate series and this series. And even um was it called a uh, Tsukihime or Tsukishime? It's another moon type mm. um series that is they use a character in the opening animations, the blonde hair, cat girl mm. looking girl. Yeah, I wanted I wanted to see how she fit into this picture. Um Yeah, I think so. So when we first start this, for my first impression of this first uh, movie episode, or you want to call it, I was confused as fuck, <laughs> and I think that <laughs> that's okay because it is. You know, I was confused the, as fuck too. <laughs> yeah, but I, the the first thing that struck me was just the tone and the vibe, atmosphere of the entire the entire thing. I was mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm in. I, I don't know what's happening, but I'm into it. Okay, I think and. I've been thinking about this for the past week as I'm watching these. I'm like trying to put my finger on what this reminds me of. And it's like a mixture. It's like a, a pot stir of Monogatari and Boogie Pop and mm-hmm. things yeah. that oh, like that because it's like dark and philosophical and like the long shots without any music. Yeah, or like the long shots where it's just like a character plus a background and a bunch of dialogue. Yeah. Um, and then Boogie Pop because of how dark and like nonlinear the story is. It, made, it also Boogie made Pop's me kind think of like a detective kind of thing. Yeah, it, it also made me think of Boogie Pop. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, shit, this is fucking Boogie Pop. <laughs> yeah, even Serial Experiments Lane and oh um, sure. And anything like Satoshi Kon has made, uh, specifically a paranoia agent, yeah. you know, that's sort of 
back to your point, it's just like a psychological, we'll get into the episode five, but like I was getting even hints of, uh, like Nolan, like this Nolan esque, uh, jumping around, playing with your mind, cerebral, Mm -hmm. you know, all that being said, the first movie was definitely my least favorite. And it, yeah, it set I'll kind be- of a a uh, low expectation for me going forward because I, yeah, you know, what what I most clearly remember about the first movie was when Shiki fights the spirits floating up in the air, and she, the spirits don't actually cause her any harm, and she just slices this being of air and it dissipates and that was it and i was kind of like this is a very like unrewarding fight scene to me like is, <laughs> is, is this what is even happening why is this all so simple well the first one for me i was like i feel like the whole the whole point of it was to tell us that they like that she got her arm chopped off in this fight and that she can reattach it with the dolls that the other lady is making. I feel like that was the only reason because this movie doesn't relate. I mean, some, in some ways it relates, but it doesn't really relate to anything else that we see. Yeah. That's another good point. One, one very, um, one very small instance of this timeline of story. They may, they make a very acute, like they make it very clear that Shiki is supposed to be two souls inside of a, a, humanoid doll but her dollness never comes up in any other movie that i can tell so i don't really understand you know because as you say she loses an arm and then it gets reattached because it's not a it's not her like human arm it's a fake arm because she's in a prosthetic body basically but Mm -hmm. uh, in all other movies she doesn't seem to be in a prosthetic body so i don't see how it all fits together Alex, can you explain those? <laughs> um, so if I, if I had to take a, an assumption, I think the first movie is definitely the most like average day for them. If that makes sense, mm. like out of everything, because okay. you know, we have uh, multiple movies dealing with sh- the two souls actually inhabiting Shiki. And, um, I was just looking over like the chronological list and this movie takes place like shortly after um, Kiki wakes up from their coma. Right. Um, where they get in the big battle where they did like actually lose their arm. So I think mm-hmm. like the point of this was for like whichever Shiki did survive um, as was shown with uh, Tok- Toka's line, the her boss like, Oh, my soul, my puppets are essentially like empty. What, what they need is a soul to move it. The same can be said mm-hmm. for like a human body. Um, Cause like with her first mm-hmm. arm, there was like no flesh or anything like really covering it. It did look like very fake, but then here yes. with the second arm, uh, it, it did bleed and it had, it had skin all the way over. Um, So I think it was just kind of to show us like, Hey, Shiki's like, back in action and like Shiki like knows that Shiki is like oh, here. Okay. I think that was like the right. main point of this movie, especially towards the end um, with the scene of uh, Shiki um, 
telling what's his name, like, hey, stay, or Mikia to stay, you uh, you need to eat your ice cream. Yeah. Because also, like, up until this point, like, retroactively looking back on the timeline, Shiki was always like, oh, I'm just going to kill you, Mikia. Like, don't, yeah. don't get near me. And he's 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 mad in love. Like, he's he, he really likes his yandere's, I guess. Yo, these people have a weird way of showing how in love they yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the ice cream was sweet, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that, that's that's the takeaway for me in the first episode was the Hagen Dazs. Like, I need to go out and buy Hagen Dazs. <laughs> my uh, takeaway from from a couple of these episodes was the Volvic water placement ads. Yeah, and I was like, too. who's that's who's funding these movies is Volvic <laughs> and Hagen Dazs. Yeah. yeah. Those are those are actual labels. That's like a real. There's it's not like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> wait, where, where when does Shiki lose her arm? I believe like chronologically. I believe it's before. I, I think it didn't. She gets in like a. Doesn't she lose it in the third movie? Yes, I believe so. All right, been a second. Long day. So the third movie. If it was chronological, yeah. then it would then it would be the fifth movie, then the first movie, then the third movie. Yeah, if it's chronological, it would be the second movie, yeah. then the fourth movie. <laughs> yeah. Then the third movie where she does lose her arm, because that's the one with the with the rape victim, which really like drew me like okay, more, so she more loses into her this, arm there. Yeah, more into the series. I, I, that, yeah, I, that her losing her arm, yeah, Shiki losing her arm just didn't. Uh, I didn't process that apparently. Yeah, I, the I, see, then it's the whole thing of like having to like, you got to like remember what things happened when, like yeah, mm-hmm. whenever you're not watching things in order. But this this makes more this makes more sense now that you've pointed that out to me. I, I didn't totally understand that Shiki had lost her arm on screen at some point, and that's how she winds up with a. Uh, prosthetic arm by chronologically the first movie uh, yeah so but yeah because that the first movie uh, that comes out is like it's right in the middle it's like it's like the turning point yeah. in like shiki and miki is like relationship mm-hmm. so hmm. mm-hmm. and so i, I want to talk more about the two shikis which is a recurring point that she is inhabited by two souls and one is more uh so one is more aloof and distant and emotionally cold and that one is perpetually killing the other shiki that is a male personality that is more energetic and more um, outgoing, more more lively and vivacious. And because it is always being killed by the female shiki personality, it only relates to the outside world through murder. And that is why this this tension of one shiki personality killing the other one is what makes shiki want to 
feel alive or feel that they exist correctly in this world by, you know, taking the killing they're doing emotionally and turning it into physical killing in the outside world. Am I, is, does that sound correct to you guys? Yeah. Mm. I, I thought it was a pretty good, like subtle look at what it kind of feels like to not necessarily agree Signed gender at birth, but then having the consistent thoughts of not of that not necessarily matching who you are, but because of like the societal pressure, you having to always push that down, um, or as Dan put it, kind of kind of kill it. Um, and in a world with like magic and where things can happen, you know, of course that can present itself in uh, physical ways. Uh, with like blackouts or murderous rampages. That's kind of how I took it. I, I thought it was pretty, mm-hmm. pretty. Mm. Yeah. That was my first inclination would be to think, yeah, like, okay, she, this is a commentary on if you, yeah, to your point, Alex, like if you're trans or if you don't know what your gender is, then perhaps, yeah, I don't know. But then I was like, that's too, maybe that's too, too cut, cut and cut and dry, too clear of a statement. <laughs> no, but I, I, I think you're on the money, Jeff, because there is a scene in the fifth movie, is it, where uh, the main guy with the glasses is talking about how much he loves Shiki, and the wizard woman says. Uh, the wizard woman and and the guy's sister are both like, but Shiki is a both a man and a woman. And the main guy says, "Yeah, I love them both. It doesn't matter to me if you know they're a man or a woman. I love them as an individual." And I I thought that yeah. whole conversation was a good commentary on uh, maybe not commentary per se, but it it spoke it, it, in the way you described Jeff. It, speaks to yeah uh gender nonconformity non-binary identity you know trans identity Mm -hmm. yeah i was on the path that she had multiple personalities until that episode Mm -hmm. and that it Mm -hmm. wasn't a commentary on that but then in that episode they kept they kept saying it there was like a whole scene where they were like is she a boy or is she a girl Mm would you care and I'm like, why does anyone care right now? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like why is it, why are you bringing it up right now? I thought she was just a multiple personality mm-hmm. situation, which is also something that doesn't get talked about a lot, but there are people that have like multiple people inside of them that present themselves in different uh, scenarios and situations. Um, and then in like, I watched up until the um, extra chorus and in an, in one of them, the epilogue, she was talking about how it was multiple per like she was the vessel for all of these people inside of her. Mm. So I was like, well, what was the point of ha- like talking about her being a boy or a girl when she then says that it's a bunch of different personalities mm. and that she was right. the vessel. She was the empty vessel for them to exist in. Yeah, and then they, but then there's there's a theme of yin and yang as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, in that you know we're two you know 
but you have two separate sides of a coin uh, and we're always trying to find balance within those two uh, positions, you know, and um, I feel like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess the whole Buddhist thing comes, comes up and comes across in different episodes. Uh, but yeah, um, there was one thing I, the one other thing I want to address in the first episode was the empty city uh, in which they're walking around in. And I couldn't tell if the city was like another dimension because it was like gray and abysmal. You know what I'm talking about? And they're like, you know, there's these suicides happening off these buildings. Uh, is that a whole different city? Is that, do they go into that more? The setting of this, of Tokyo or wherever this is of the first movie. I don't think so. That to me, that to me doesn't come up again until a very later episode, but it didn't have the same vibe. It was like during the day. Yeah. It wasn't I, like gray or anything so like I, that. They were just like two characters talking to each other in like broad daylight kind of thing. The way, the way I interpreted the first movie was that they were going to this large abandoned building and they were all jumping off it. So it wasn't so much that the city itself was abandoned as much as this one specific building had been abandoned. Is it the same building from the movie with the apartment complex? No, it's not the apartment complex. It's not the apartment complex building? No. Because they, they, look, they, they look different. Yeah. I was hoping they would tie in this later on. You know, I've only, like I said, I've only made it through six movies, but, I, you know, hoping that they would elaborate more on this choice of setting and maybe this future Tokyo that exists. Um, <laughs> I mean, even I was thinking about Evangelion with the ice cream and like, I could see Ray in this room by herself with nothing else but ice cream. Mm -hmm. It's like a happier version of that, but just like maybe there's a city that was in fallout or in ruin because of neglect or mm. some sort of disaster that happened. Um, but yeah, I think it was more like um, how Buggy Pop, like during the day, everything is fine. But then at night, everything <laughs> changes. It's like be the city becomes different at night. <laughs> yeah, that, that's how I read it, too, that this was supposed to be just, you know, average modern day Tokyo. Just there's I'd some spooky things going on. <laughs> <laughs> I was really like this girl, this girl, where's all of her furniture? <laughs> just one bed. That's it. One bed. Yeah, there ain't nothing guy. wrong with that. Me and Chris Craver lived in our apartment, and we just had two big comfy chairs and one tiny-ass TV on a little stand, and that was our living room. Yeah. It was fine. There's no way to live, Dan. That's a totally reasonable way to live. How much furniture does... I mean, uh, and I'm not saying I still live like that, but I'm just saying it's, it's totally within the bounds of, of reason and normalcy. Yeah, she's a minimalist. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, well, and that could be a religious angle to that as well, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it, um, what do you? What's the word? You dispose of your physical, material items. Minimalism, you know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
I know, that girl, one. girl, minimal to the end. She only got water in her fridge. <laughs> yeah, that that stood out to me too. Like, man, she has got to be the most hydrated person of all time. Most hydrated, she, least uh, most uh, most hydrated, and most hungry. Yeah, her apartment was condoed. That's what happens. <laughs> Condo pastor. So I want to go. Um, I want to clarify the two personalities because the male Shiki gets killed. Well, first off, first off, let me let me ask this, and I don't know if there is supposed to be an answer to this. Why does Shiki have multiple personalities inside of her, or multiple Shikis inside of her? To me, they explained it as she was just born that way. Okay. But um, there were some vague things that happened in some later um, movies that made me think that there was some kind of trauma that she went through when she was younger, or maybe like the... Um, uh, her grandfather was brought up in a couple of the later movies, and maybe that's what split her into different personalities because of the loss of her grandfather. Or I don't know, because to me, it just saying she she was born that way, like yeah, sure, that can be it. But I don't know. I didn't I didn't believe that that was true. Alex, do you, got nothing. do you have a, an, an answer? I'm just assuming that you are like the ultimate authority. <laughs> we just assume franchise. you know everything about yeah. this franchise. Oh, no. Uh, no, I, I just <laughs> thought that she, that she was honestly born this way, to be honest. Mm. As, as mm. well. It seemed the most reasonable because, I mean, okay. some, some people are just born, born like that. So uh, they, they kind mm-hmm. of... So if I if I understood this correctly, in the fourth movie, they kind of imply that these other persons have entered Shiki from the spiritual world, but they don't they don't say that. I I felt that it was slightly implied and i'm i'm thinking of the scene where there's this like ghastly mass of spirit energy floating around inside her inside shiki's hospital room and then it's looking at her and going like i am going to enter you uh and then the scene cuts to something else (laughs) maybe yeah but that's what happens you laugh but that's what happens (laughs) Yeah, I know what you mean, Dan. I I, I could see that <laughs> almost like a possession, yeah. Sort. So I, I wasn't sure if it was a like she because yeah, I wasn't sure if it was she because was born. she was in a state because she was in a state that allowed the um the spirits to enter her. Okay, so it was just because at that particular moment it wasn't like a always thing. That's what I assume. Okay, that may, and that makes sense. Yeah, I, I can see it that way. I kind of feel like they needed to elaborate more on like the paranormal and the magic part of the show because that to me, I feel like a lot of things were just solved by like that's just magic. Uh, yeah, well, this is true. The magic was one of the coolest parts of of this uh, series, and they spend very very little time on it. Which in some ways makes it cooler for being more mysterious, but in other ways, yeah. like I really want to know all the answers. Yeah, it's definitely more of soft uh, fantasy, soft world building 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, it kind of just, you have to just put it together for your, for yourself almost. Yeah. It's very much gives you a feeling and whatever mm. you want to do with that feeling is what you want to do with that. Feeling. Yeah. So Shiki's, so chronologically Shiki's male personality is killed in the seventh movie when she jumps in front of the car and gets hit. And then by the fourth movie, there is only the female Shiki left inside. Am I understanding that correctly? It, that sounds right. I, th- I, I interpret it as her getting hit. Yeah. In the, um, second movie because 90 95 right i'm sorry no no you're right the third movie and well in the fourth in the fourth fourth movie she is coming she is in the coma coming out of the coma she has gained the mystic eyes of death perception and in the there are scenes that so they they have all these scenes in the second movie but they add more scenes to that um yes. that scenario in the seventh movie and in the seventh movie mm-hmm. the I'm, I'm thinking of the scene which i want to come back to I, I i want to come back to this particular scene but the scene when um shiki and and the guy with the glasses are when shiki's on top of the guy with the glasses and she's about to kill him but doesn't actually kill him and mm-hmm. then in the in the second movie they kind of cut from there but in the seventh movie, they have all sorts of extra stuff that happens immediately after that. And yeah, because it's it, it's called a study of murder part part one, and then there's part two. Yeah, which is okay. And so the stuff that happens after that involves Shiki running, and the guy with the glasses chases after her, and then Shiki jumps in front of a car and gets hit by a car that puts her into the coma that. Mm-hmm is in the the focus of the fourth movie. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think it is that car crash that kills the male Shiki, although I mm-hmm. couldn't tell you why exactly, but it does. And that's okay. Be, I think because um, she was the male version at the time. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I recognize, I recognize that oh. she was the male Shiki. Male Shiki gets hit by the car. I guess I'm, yeah. I'm a little more confused as to like why physical damage is going to, like, spiritually, kill, the male Shiki. But this is well, any kind not of trauma will do that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. I'm, it's not weak. <laughs> it's not too much of a stretch. It's a little weird yeah. to me, but it's not too much of a stretch. It's like, it's like, you know, when you have trauma, you develop more multiple personalities so that you, your brain can compartmentalize and Mm -hmm. not let yourself feel the feelings Mm -hmm. that you don't want to feel. So I would assume the reverse happens when you want to get rid of one. So if you are the, if you are, if that person is in the driver's seat in the, in the body, then that one gets killed because of the trauma. And then she heals with the, with that one less personality. Yeah. So after chronologically, after from the fourth movie uh, onwards, chronologically, there's just the female Shiki, no more male Shiki. In practice. Yes. But you know, 
a part of you never yeah. truly dies if you're still alive. <laughs> so okay, still so, still some tendencies remain, but the the primary controller okay. at all times is the female. Okay, interesting. Until you get to the epilogue, where her true nature is the driver, the origin. <laughs> Yep. Which also comes back to one uh, the a scene in one of the other movies where I was then confused at who knew what and what was happening. <laughs> <laughs> because it goes back in time, I think. Mm. Okay. I like to talk about if you guys notice this, if this continues, each episode movie has some sort of horror theme. Whether it be rape, yeah, slasher film, yeah. Uh, so that's this is a this is not just me speculating, right? This is something that happens. Yeah, there's 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 some heavy duty shit in these movies. This the, is uh, it's half brain fuck and then half gore porn. It is. They don't lie to you. This is genuinely a series about a bunch of sinners. That is well, oh, it's a whole know, garden of them. Yeah. yeah, it's a whole fucking garden. A whole garden yeah. of them. Proof is in the, <laughs> the proof is in the pudding, and they just yeah. keep growing. Yeah. No, so the uh, the the gore shots, I didn't think were so gratuitous or or kind of any one way or another. The a lot of times they didn't show the actual gore, but they would show like the um, aftermath. Yeah, the splatter like, of it. The yeah. splatter. The the, splatter. the rape scene in the third movie which we talked about over text message briefly. Uh, I didn't think, yeah, I, I understand how that's uh, shocking and fucked up and whatnot, but I, I didn't think it was so gratuitous or so like out of control in comparison to the way, and in, in comparison to other examples of sexual violence, both in anime and in live action media. Let's compare that scene to the rape scene in perfect blue mm-hmm. or the rape scene in berserk. Yeah. I, I thought both yeah. of these were way more, uh, I don't know, like, like disgusting, but then, uh, and I say this not in the sense that like, uh, Oh, you know, berserk shouldn't have these depictions of sexual violence. I, I say this more in, in, you know, the the material in a vacuum, you know, disregarding any positive or negative judgment on whether you know sexual violence should or should not be displayed here is like necessary to the story or whatever. I just think, yeah, the perfect blue rape scene, berserk rape scene, are significantly more difficult than what they show in Garden of Sinners. Mm. I think it's because of how the characters react to the situation. Um, yeah, it's basically. Little- like lit just lays there and is like do it because i'm dead inside and i felt that that was like pretty wild yeah and, and the way the other male characters in that room discuss what's going on is is mm-hmm. really is bleak man mm-hmm. you mean fuji fujino nashiki yeah yes yeah the girl that can't uh, feel pain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, also fucked the, up. Same time. 
Yeah, and that's that's a real medical condition that people have, you know, and and mm-hmm. it's uh, it's quite debilitating in your life, you know. When you think about what physical pain signifies, you know, it's like you could be. Yeah, I guess the 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 textbook example of this is you know that you grab hot um, hot pots and pans or put your hand in boiling water while you're cooking and you don't notice that actually you're like severely damaging your hands. Um, yeah. So it's, you got to be really careful if you don't feel any pain. So do you just have your father do experiments on you until you figure out that you're fine, you know, to correct the, <laughs> your powers, if you will. Yeah. As they say, more pain, more gain. <laughs> <laughs> that is what they say. Yeah. <laughs> so what I, what was actually the hardest for me to watch was the domestic violence in the in movie number five. Oh, the apartment building. Yeah, in the apartment building. Oh. I, that that really like when that happened, I was like, "Yeah, this shit is fucked up." Yeah, this is this, this is hard to watch. Up. Yeah, it, it was. Really I, hard to that watch. was. It was my favorite, but also like watching maggots crawl out of these human beings. <laughs> that have been sitting somewhere for six weeks. Like, oh my yeah. God. <laughs> Fuck. Mm-hmm. Wild. I think we could do a whole episode on episode five, movie five. Yeah, for sure. Which was, in my opinion, that was the best on. one. Yeah. It's like, it's, yeah. it's the start of like, of like the real story going on. You know, like everything else was kind of like, all right, here's the, here's what's, Here's what happened, and now here's like where we're going with it. Mm-hmm. My opinion, and then just movie five was just fantastic. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. start to end. Um, it this it really got me like really fucking with their the residents like time and just even if they do or did exist at any point. Mm-hmm. That that really got me. Uh, really think in there for a second because like what if that happened to you what are you gonna do you know mm. yeah you wouldn't even know it like you, you you have no way to prove it and then once you do prove it you might just like not even exist yeah. and then your arm falls off and it's actually a bunch of machine <laughs> yeah <laughs> going back to Westworld man <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, and I, I I liked watching the uh, the magicians battle each other. Although I, I again I wish they did more to explain the magician world. Um, all all of the battle scenes, all of the the backstory of the three ma- uh, magicians it was also interesting to me. But they they just don't give enough. And I, that's not necessarily a critique. Like I, I understand why it's this way, and I think that's a totally reasonable stylistic choice, and and it adds to the atmosphere. Uh, but the the part of me that the part of me that watches the Wikipedia, you know, uh, that reads the Wikipedia uh, plot summary as I'm watching a movie because I just can't wait an extra twenty minutes to know what's going to happen next. <laughs> it's just like I really want to know more about the magicians and just just everything about this world why are they studying in london are there more magicians what are they all doing you know? <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> well, I think because a lot of like a lot of the um, the themes like we they they have real world like significance. Like we know what paranormal looks like. We know what suicide looks like. Mm-hmm. But um, magic is something that we don't know what look what it looks like, and it's different for every universe. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. that's what stuck out to me the most is that you know, like that's what I wanted to know the most about because that was like the thing that was uniquely in this world, Mm, you know, the mystic mm -hmm. eyes and like how people gain these mystic eyes that can see specific things at specific times. Um, It's just, it's cool. It's a cool concept, but I I need more of it. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. side tangent. Did uh, Kilua from Hunter Hunter have mystic eyes? Yes. (laughs) I can believe it. Yeah. (laughs) Probably, yeah. <laughs> That's how he okay. saw Gone's light. Ah, uh, all right. This all makes sense now. Yeah, this this felt like the Nolan movie that we all wanted as an anime. Because um, the time the time element of it really works well. Yes, I don't know. It just yes. It just it, there was it wasn't conf- like if you didn't pay attention it was confusing but I think it was perfectly done, mm-hmm. um, and it even drew me back to something like Ito Jinji spiral thing. Well, maybe because the character, the main character, one of the main characters is called Tomie. Um, maybe that's partly why. Mm. Um, but yeah, just the whole structure of the tower, the complex apartment complex, and it being a microcosm, uh, you know, like a world in which um, one of the mages can, could control. And we just finished, uh, we were watching, um, um, fuck, what is the Netflix show? Um, we, when you were over here, Dan. Um, oh, um, I don't Sandman. Know I think of it. Sandman, yeah. And sort of that world building and how one person can control this situation. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I kept, I just kept thinking, drawing back parallels to that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think, do you guys think this would have stood alone? Like this movie would have stood alone on its own. If you were to like say, okay, go out and watch this series, watch just this, uh, this episode of the movie. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, could you walk away from it being like, all right, I'm into this world and I want to watch more. Yeah, interesting question. I feel like five and nine could do that. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, could it be an entry point? Yeah. I feel or would like- it would just be too confusing? Because yeah, we built up to this episode, this movie, well, and so- you know, if anything, I would I would say so. Movie two is the first chronologically, correct? Mm-hmm. I would I would start with movie two because I, I thought movie two was the coolest vibe and and that it, if there was one moment of this franchise that sticks with me, it's Shiki on top of the glasses guy and the glasses guy says, I don't want to die, and Shiki says, I want to kill you. Uh, that uh, everything about that scene just just really resonated with me. I thought it was just just a tremendous climax to a otherwise like not dull but like slow and vibe heavy movie. You know, I like number three first. Mm. Mm-hmm. The third movie was the movie where I was like, okay, 
I can get into this this series. I feel like three is a little bit more linear in plot, and you can follow along like what's happening. Yeah, true. Like the the concepts that they're like introducing a little bit more. Um, and yeah, so I like number three. I would say number three first. I think barring yeah. like how the if you're recommending it to a person, I think depending how they feel about sexual assault in media, uh, three is a really good spot. Um, mm-hmm. I would also do a uh, movie five as well. Or actually, I personally really liked movie seven. Yes, yeah, and Mar- murder okay. part two. Yeah, yeah. I was like that one. That one's cool too. That one, like, guy <laughs> keeps eating people. <laughs> I mean, yeah, seven kind of threw me off because they maintained that Shiki never murdered anybody, and I. Yeah, felt like, and I was like is that is that really true? I'm technically, not, Shiki did not murder people. Shiki murdered people. Shiki didn't murder people. Oh, this this so, this, this capital okay. Shiki because I you know it, I italicized Shiki yeah. business. So that and that, that's an interesting point, Alex. And and I and so when I watched the seventh movie, I I I was thinking. Because they make the point that like, oh, you know, when you kill when you kill those wizards, that doesn't count, you know, or kill the magicians, that doesn't count because they're like paranormal individuals, not normal ass humans. So and it, they specifically make that point in the seventh movie. And that made me feel like, huh, I thought that Shiki killed a lot of people, but maybe I just wasn't really registering correctly who she was killing. Well, like maybe I need to go back and and pay more attention to like exactly how people die on screen. And I would see that Shiki never actually kills anyone, but that's another good point, Alex, that maybe it's supposed to be saying that the male Shiki killed all these people. The female Shiki never did. Well, the, in a couple in uh, there are a couple scenes in the um, second movie where Shiki's is hanging out in whatever room that that wizard lady was hanging out in. And she's like, I got a job for you. And she's like, okay, I'm going to go murder a bunch of people. Time to kill some people. She said it like multiple times. She would like leave the room and be like, oh, I'm about to go kill somebody. I got the mission. Yeah, that's true. I have to kill you. That's true. And then I was like, and then in a, a, like the in movie seven, I was like, wait a second. I know I didn't see it on screen, but I feel like there was so much alluding to her being the murderer and murdering all these people or taking care of like bad people, quote unquote. But like, and then in the movie, I was like, wait, what is this for real? And then I was like, if she's, if she's only killing like paranormal things, then maybe she has murdered a bunch of people, but they were all paranormal. So they don't count. Mm-hmm. Wizards don't count, obviously. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously. But, yeah, but even in the first movie, she doesn't actually kill the person that's making the people commit suicide. She, mm-hmm. uh, she just destroys like the ghost, and then that person commits suicide. In mm-hmm. movie three, um, that person actually dies of their ruptured six. Didn't kill her either. Um, and Four, it's just her talking to herself, so nobody dies. Uh, five, it was her boss that killed the bad guy. Six. Hmm. Well, doesn't well. I believe that's Shiki, the sister one, right? 
Yeah, and nobody yeah. nobody really dies. Nobody yeah. dies. Even in the movie, she never actually like killed any of the people that we saw die. Yeah. Hmm. So in in the fifth movie, she kills the uh, Araya, right? She kills the the magician Araya, doesn't she? Yeah, but they're but saying the, yeah, it doesn't count. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just, I just, yeah. And then she definitely kills him, but then he comes back. Yeah, so it really didn't count. <laughs> does he? Really does, well, he, he comes, he comes back release wise, <laughs> but does he come back chronologically? Yeah, because all I the guess I'll uh, just have to find out. Yeah, all the movies after the fifth are all uh, chronological. Ninth one goes up. That's true. Huh. Uh huh. So he comes back mm. to to in movie seven to tell the devouring guy that he unlocks the devouring guy's origin. Yes. But I, I thought that that happened four years prior. I thought that was like an older an older scene, like a flashback scene. Well, you know, I will say there was not any difference in flashback or um or normal real time instance. <laughs> for me i was like what timeline are we in yeah yeah every time every scene because then there are some scenes where, um later in later movies where they're like oh yeah it's been two years huh and i'm like what <laughs> Ex- what yeah. you guys don't look any different there's no indication in which you are older yeah yeah because i yeah, so they always are- look the same too right and and well this is all supposed to take place between 95 and in 1999 correct yes yes okay so yeah even with the character designs in the earlier parts of the when in 95 when it's set in 95 yeah they they even sound the same Mm -hmm. (laughs) when they're in high school yeah so and there's a moment where done better there's a moment where um What's his name? Mikia is has um, gone through whatever he went through in episode seven and he's recovering. And um, Shiki goes, uh, well, I can't help you recover because I got to go back to school. School starts soon. And I was like, what? I thought we were done with school. I thought we were all done with school. We were out of school. We were 20, 20 plus. We had our jobs. Yeah. Like, I'm confused. Yeah. 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 The because the, uh, that's at the end of it. I was definitely it was a little weird. Uh, like watching it because like we just went through all that stuff and then I guess they were just like oh we forgot to tell you these little bits that also happened back then but we got to just yeah. show it to you now mm-hmm. and I was <laughs> like we could have just shown this to us originally but you know yeah. <laughs> I'll react to a car crash that that already happened again mm-hmm. yeah so ultimately I would uh, when I to explain this this series like would you just describe it as they're not demon hunters right but they're like PI investigators solving mysteries of murder like yeah psychological murders, the, uh, and, and, and paranormal activity yeah how how yeah. does people actually generate income is a great question <laughs> because the, the the wizard woman magician the magician woman 
does make the a, a differentiation between jobs that pay and jobs that do not pay. And so they, in, in the third movie, they get paid by the um, murdering girl's father to go track her down and capture her, uh, apprehend her. Not really clear that there's any other moments where they're actually getting paid for something uh, throughout this series. But I suppose they must be like uh, like the SOS Brigade, you know? Oh, you got some <laughs> spooky question? Then come to us, you know? <laughs> this is actually just a sequel to Harvey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn it, that's not an original idea. They were influenced by this. <laughs> I will say, I know that I, I can't remember... Uh, I think it was in uh, movie seven. That's when all the drugs and stuff. Oh yeah, what the fuck is up with what the, the Japanese me- way of drugs? Like, the, dude, yeah. ain't nobody growing pot like that. And then that, well, they like shove this, like- shove this shit in their dude's mouth. It was like it's ten times stronger than marijuana. You're gonna die. I'm like, what? That's not. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I don't do drugs, and even I know that's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking. I was like, uh, this is kind of. I haven't seen this depiction of drugs besides like boogie pop and boogie pop it wasn't even like drugs drugs was like droplets or whatever um so like the fact that they are like depicting like actual drugs like lsd on paper blotters and like marijuana being grown in these secret like chambers (laughs) like dark chambers Mm -hmm. i was like what the hell (laughs) <laughs> like Japan, this isn't how it happens. Number one, <laughs> that was wild. I was like, "Wow, Japan really depicting some drugs open here." Yeah, when they were describing that this is a drug that combines <laughs> marijuana and LSD, but it's addictive. I'm like, "That uh, aren't lots of people into that?" You know, like, <laughs> "Oh, it combines marijuana and LSD. This is so awful." Like. <laughs> I don't don't like millions of people do this shit all the time. Like I, it doesn't yeah. they just Wikipedia what drugs were and what they felt yeah. like and they were like, no, we're gonna make this hard drug. <laughs> it's gonna be yeah. addictive. I, yeah, I learned uh, <laughs> I learned two things. Uh one, drug education is important. Uh, two, <laughs> drugs won the war on drugs. Those are the two things I, yeah. I learned from the Japanese depiction. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't even think if you mixed marijuana and LSD that that would be addictive. No. Yeah, neither of those are addictive <laughs> substances. Correct. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I think I think we talked about doing an episode on like how drug depiction is used in anime. We we had this conversation, right? I don't specifically remember it, but that doesn't mean it didn't. Okay. I'm sure we have. <laughs> Sounds like something we'd talk about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Could be a whole episode. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, when you say it. Yeah, so. Huh. Well, when you say it like that, I mean, are, are there any great, like, it's got to be a plenty of plot lines revolving like there's so much american television that revolves around drugs you know they there's got to be all sorts of anime that like the possibilities are endless you know like they should just get into drugs (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> like banana fish is the only one that really is like you know knee deep in drug trade is is being a topic of discussion or, or a, a mm-hmm. setting within which to to operate a story and i maybe odd taxi a little bit but um there's also the uh that netflix show great pretender they did a little bit of drug talk in that too not too much but yeah, that's true Blaine has a little oh, what's bit. the one Blaine. i would say what's charlotte but that show's awful Hmm. I think I've seen Charlotte. Hmm. I don't like it. Well, yeah, and Great Pretender, they were doing the weird, the weird LSD kind of situation drug, right? Or they were pretending. Oh, Shampoo too. That was... They burned the whole field of opium. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh... I got a good episode with that. That's true. See, now these are all shows that are geared towards American audience. See, there's something going on here. I we think. don't all love drugs, guys. Yes. <laughs> Japan, we don't all love drugs. There's a large trade edge. A lot of, <laughs> yeah. There's a, there are a lot of us that do, but also a lot of us that don't. Yeah. I, I mean, even in Bebop, when the, they're doing the Shrews yeah, uh, episode. Oh, my God. Do you know they're, like, bottling mushrooms and you can spray it into your mouth now? What the heck? I keep getting TikTok ads for shroom spray. <laughs> What? How do I get on that side of the algorithm? I have no idea. I don't even. (laughs) I don't even. Yes, is this is this intended for microdosing? I think so. Well, you just sprayed in your mouth once or twice. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. It's like all these like hippie looking people. They get the other other hippies spray the the mushroom spray in their mouth, and they're all like dancing around, (laughs) having a great time. That does not I mean, sound appealing to me. Not, not condoning drug use, but would definitely microdose over taking a pill. Up. But not condoning usage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Taco Hood Club does not condone sex, drugs, or violence. Or rock and roll. Just kidding. Or rock and roll. Not even rock, rock and roll. No, we don't. Look, I will advocate for sex and drugs <laughs> and violence and rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. It's covered, uh, covered I, all our bases here. Yeah. Yes. Movie six, the fairy tale one. This is the most out of left field episode yeah, movie. Definitely. And I get the fact that they're trying to like this character Azaka's so they're kind of they're rifting off of the Siscon trope. Um which is kind of like I guess it's refreshing. Because they're always been, you know, most of the movies have been dark and. Well, yeah, I I appreciated that they uh, specified that it's kind of fucked up to love your brother, which is something that I'm I'm kind of on the on the lookout for now in anime. I'm I'm not tired of it, but it's like yeah, everybody takes it as a given that you can bang your sibling. This is this is (laughs) of a similar cut as Koi Kaze, where she's like. I know it's fucked up. I just like taboo things. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I get it. I'm just drawn to the taboo guys. Like that's my personality. Duh. Yeah, there's there's plenty of people like that in this world. Uh, you know the uh, uh, the the second movie made me think of a a girlfriend that I had that told me once it would be really hot if I murdered her, and that <laughs> that's actually what that scene made me think of. It's like. Mm. <laughs> Sometimes it's like that, you know. (laughs) Sometimes it bees like that. (laughs) Sometimes you don't think Mm. it bees like that, but it really does bees like that. Yeah, underneath the surface, (laughs) it really does. 
so I, I get it. You know, our girl is like, oh, it's fucked up, but I like that it's fucked up. I'm like, I'm sure you do. That's cool. <laughs> sure, girl. Whatever floats your boat. Uh, closing thoughts. I would like to mention, uh, forgot his name, Toga, or I think one of the mages, the one that was in control of the apartment complex. Th- that guy apparently had uh, Buddha's ashes embedded in his arm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I had to pause it and rewind a few times because I was like, why does he have Buddha's ashes? Like, what? <laughs> What? <laughs> this Maybe, but, but they, but they've, they've been, they've lived for hundreds of years. So if Buddha is real, all right, it is. But I think thousands of years. Buddha well, the, was the guy, the guy said that he's two hundred years old, and I mean, I don't know. Was Can the he... was the Buddha cremated, or his ashes out there somewhere? <laughs> you know, I don't know. Whatever. Can he transcend time and space? These are the magic yeah. questions I need. I need answered. <laughs> but it, it's these little pieces of these little nuggets of information that I, I liked about this about movie five. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like we we hear more about the uh, the woman magician's backstory and that she's got a naughty nickname that she doesn't like. She's got to kill everybody <laughs> that calls her by this name. <laughs> but how did she know that the guy in the top hat called her by that name? I don't know. Yeah. She knew. She gets a tingle. Yeah, she sneezes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Does she really sneeze in the, no. <laughs> the show? No, but that oh. happens in every anime. I feel like I remember. That, I feel like I remember her sneezing. That's a Japanese thing when somebody talks about you and then you sneeze. I think that happened in um, the ninth movie. There is a scene where somebody sneezes. Mm. <laughs> Uh, yeah any thoughts closing thoughts impressions um toko azuki based very good top tier if you uh nothing else watch these movies for that character that being their boss yeah the uh the woman magician i agree she's cool i would Mm -hmm. i would watch more content revolving around her apparently she's in the heavens feels movies uh, which are some fate oh. movies. So you do do your okay. year of fate. He's and apparently I'll see her there. again. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Is, does Shiki does Shiki um, show up in any other fate series, or is she just in the games? Game games. I don't know. I'm a gamer. Oh, she game. I could look that up after we record, but the I found out the fate thing just on her uh, bio. On my anime list, that heavens feel, and I was like, "That's fate, not Garden of Sinners." Mm-hmm. But I guess she helps. She's Shiro- character. Yeah, is she key in Sorry. the fate games? I heard. I saw a comment that said, "Oh, I got my Shiki." Um, what is she? Uh, what did they say? Uh, uh, I was going to say stacked, but I don't think it's stacked. <laughs> Based? <laughs> no, I think it was... Um, what, do, what do you call it when you level them up? 
so much. Max <laughs> level? Level? Yeah, max level. Level cap? Yeah. yeah. Max level. That one. I'm a gamer. I know that. We never talked about the music because uh, Yuki Kajiura is fucking killing it, man. And I'm starting to think that is why Demon Slayer has the success. You have Ufootable, uh, and you have this composer um, who also did Madoka Magica. And Full Slayer. Ascension. It's just, it's just oh. like, ah, so great. Yeah, the, uh, you know? so I didn't realize it was the same uh, person behind the music was Madoka Magica, but that does make sense because they both have these, like, hounding techno with, with, synthy strings going on in, in the um, in the climatic action sequences. Because that was that was my big takeaway with the music with Garden of Sinners was that you know the movie the movies felt to me like they were kind of meandering to and fro and then there'd be one explosive action sequence at the end that's the uh, the climax and then this like <laughs> you know we come on and that's how you knew it was like oh it's happening this is this is what it was all building up to those action the action sequences are always great you know fight choreography and uh, the art the music everything's dynamic everything is, is easy to follow but it's exciting and yeah it was really masterfully done and again it sets the stage for the the kind of mastery we see in demon slayer what do you want Hiru has something to say hmm no say it <laughs> speak Speak, damn it! Speak now. <laughs> Forever hold your peace. I um, I do think for a first go at a series, um, I think Type Moon did do a really good job with this one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, this came out before both Fate and the the one that. Jeff- Tsukihime, yeah, Tsukihime. Tsukihime, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's, and it was one of the, that was, I wanted to watch an episode of that prior to this recording, but uh, I never made it. I just wanted to see uh, like how they compare, contrast. Mm-hmm. So I might start there after I finish the last two movies, or three movies, however many are left. <laughs> two or three. Yeah. But yeah, solid shit. Yeah, um, I'm I'm a fan. I've enjoyed it. I I felt like the first movie was kind of a rocky start, but it it uh, has continued to get better and more rewarding as they went on. Um, yeah, I'm a fan. This was this was great, and and uh, thank you, Alex, for coming on and explaining it a little bit better to me. I, I feel like I have a better understanding of what I've watched uh, now that we've had a chance to all talk about it. Welcome. I'm glad. 
Uh, thank y'all for inviting me to be on. Glad to be here. Yeah, really. I guess we never. Well, we also didn't talk so much about the fourth movie when she's in the uh, when Shiki's in the hospital the whole time. Which again, yeah, she's just laying in a bed. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Again, it follows it follows the same kind of um, the same kind of of trajectory as most of these movies, where it's like heavy on the vibe, and they just kind of meander about, and then there's a climatic action scene where suddenly things are happening really fast paced, and then they have a little bit of. Uh, come down after that. I think most of the, the mm. fifth movie did well. Actually, the fifth movie really follows that. It's just longer and a little bit more artfully done. But all of them, it's like, yeah, the first movie, the climax is she slices the air and things dissipate. The second one, it's the, you know, I don't want to die, I want to kill you scene. Third one, I think, was a little bit more action packed the whole way around. But yeah, fourth one. She fights the zombie things, and the fifth one, they're doing battle in the apartment building. Sixth one, they do battle in the church. You know, seventh one, they do battle in the abandoned warehouse. It all is like, yeah, kind of. Each of these movies, I think, is kind of slow, but I don't see that as being a a bad thing per se. It's artfully mm-hmm. done. I like that. Uh, yeah, I, I was Go gonna ahead. say I like that. Um, this very easily could have just been like a series of episodes, but instead mm-hmm. they like took their time to like give each part like uh, a movie budget, so to say, because each each of the parts were released in theater. Um, I double checked that. Oh, they were all theatrically released. Yeah, okay. yeah, they were all like, like movie releases. Okay. Um, Except for like the uh, except for like the extras, those are just like mm-hmm. OVAs that they added in, mm-hmm. um, from what it said. So, you know, and I, I I agree. I I also think these work much better as movies than they would as TV shows. Not only because the movies certainly allow them more leeway for what they can show on the screen, but also when we think about the the trajectory as I've described it. I mean, could you imagine sitting through like? you know, 10 episodes of movie number five where they're just, like, having these repetitive scenes and all this, like, vibe, and it's just, like, nothing really happens for 10 episodes. Then you finally get, you know, some some action uh, towards the end. It's just, like, the pacing... To me, these don't feel like they're paced correctly for TV shows. They are paced for movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They let them live live up to their fullest uh, potential. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. True. I just want Shiki and Kokuto to have sex on screen. Kokuto, right? That's that's that guy's <laughs> name. That's right. Yeah, Shiki and Kokuto. Yeah, I mean it'd be great. She invites them to sleep over at various points, and then they sleep back to back. Not even spooning. Like I want it. Come on. <laughs> she. Uh, they even say. Um, remember at the end of movie movie five, um, uh, Shiki's like, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't have the key to your room. It's unfair. 
I want more. I want more romance. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff never wants more romance. <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah, no. I want that. I, I do. There's this one scene in the epilogue where they look like they're going to kiss, but they never do. They hug instead. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding that, me, dude? That happens at the end of movie seven, too. They seem like they're going to kiss, and then they hug. But, I, you know, I, like, I get it. Yeah. You know, I mean, there are... She's weird, so you know. You, you. <laughs> well, and that's what I was gonna say. I'm like, I I don't I like traditional romance in my media. I like the weird fucking French shit where it's like, oh really? Tab- it's either a taboo or it's like, you know, it's it's un unwanted love. Yeah, unwanted <laughs> love. Unrequired or uh, un un un, un, uh, what's the unrequited, yeah. unrequited. Unrequited, yeah. Just I don't know. Just. Like, their romance has failed from the beginning. Oh, uh, you know, I, I suppose I just don't see them as being within the bounds of traditional romance because she's a being, she's a person with two distinct personalities or two distinct persons inside one body. And, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. she's, like, murdering and just, <laughs> like, a weird person. So I don't Yes. <laughs> That, these are all the ba- yeah. these are all the bases for a great romance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I'm, I'm you know, as you describe. I'm, I'm sorry, Alex. Say that again. I'm saying Kokuto doesn't care about that. He's, he's yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I. He likes wanking it. Yeah, no, he's uh, you know if he's happy, I'm happy. You know, like whatever floats your boat. Uh, it wouldn't it wouldn't be enough for me personally, but it's all good. But I, I'm, I'm struck by your words, Jeff, of like, oh, I, I like these failed romances where they just, you know, like, stay friends. And I'm like, what? <laughs> really? I do not like that. I don't like that in real life, and I don't like that on screen either. Well, they, real love is messy, right? I mean, it's it's never, uh, well, it, depending on who you are, right? I don't know. But just to, like, the, the, the relationship ladder pyramid, whatever you want to call it, of just, like, charming someone and then uh uh um taking that on you know going on dates and kind of like building a relationship no uh, i want to murder you <laughs> and i'm gonna fall in love with you after you try to murder me mm. that's some serious shit that's mm. commitment yes i've committed <laughs> at least yeah, to bring this to bring this back to uh bacano since that came up in conversation it's like uh, the main one of the main guys in Bacano with his little girlfriend that runs around with him that is just oh. like the object of his murderous intent, you know. Lab La- Russo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't actually going to murder my girlfriend, of course, but <laughs> I was into it when she said, that yeah, I was into of. it when she... Yeah, when, choking is a thing. I was into it when she brought it up, yeah. Hmm. Waffle stomping. The fuck is waffle stomping? Oh, never mind. I know that. Yeah, wait. I don't know what it is. (laughs) Yeah, you know. (laughs) I know. I know. What stomping on your balls? (laughs) (laughs) No, pooping in the shower and stomping it down the drain. (laughs) Oh, I didn't know waffle stomping was the name for that. Yeah, that's what we're calling it. That's what we're calling it. Well, I have pooped in the shower. It's I'd... after you. 
<laughs> you guys came up with that based on my story of pooping in the shower with Hannah? Yes. Oh, shit. But I didn't stomp it down Jeff, the drain. Jeff came up with it. Jeff came up with What did you no, do with I it? I picked it up with some paper towels and put it in the Ew. Why did you poop in the shower? Because Hannah kept she dared him. Hannah kept daring me to do it and telling me that I wouldn't, so I had to. She said I, I had to assert dominance. And he said, "All right, bitch, check this out." I mean, it was a triple dog dare. Yeah, well, that's how I felt. I told her very clearly that if she kept pushing me, I was going to do it. You know, like I'm not, I'm not lying. You know, everybody's got their limits. Yeah, I mean, my limit, my limits are fucking sky high. That's been both a blessing and a curse in my life. <laughs> All right, that's gardens, garden centers, centers in the centers in the garden. Waffle stomping. Call it. Waffle stomping in the stomping in the garden. Waffle stomping in the garden of sins. <laughs> there could have been more poop. There could have been. Thank God there wasn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you think you think Shiki sees the death lines in a poop? <laughs> sees them in everything. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope so. Once again, thanks again, Alex. Uh, <laughs> I was I, I timed that because I was hoping Amelia would spill it, like spit her drink out. <laughs> I was trying to not. Spit. I almost did, but I didn't want to get it on my phone, my new phone thingy. You passed the Constitution check. <laughs> yeah. Would it's you like always to plug your podcast, Alex. Yeah, um, Not after that embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we we have said much more embarrassing things. Uh, I'm from the Anna Buddies. Uh, it's me uh, and two of my good buds. Uh, we do uh, anime reviews about every two weeks. We're starting season three. Um, we're looking for advice on how to make the show better. Apparently, I'm getting a weapon. Don't know what hmm. weapon I'm getting. But I will be getting one. That was a that was one suggestion we got already. So we're looking for more yeah. and drink water. That's about it. We just want people to drink water while they watch their anime. Here, here, I feel that. Gotta stay hydrated. Cheers. Cheers to that. Cheers. And. In two weeks, we will be back with either Maiden Abyss or some other. We, we talked about how this could be our Halloween episode, but I uh, thought we were going to do light lycos lycus licorice recoil. Oh my god! I hear that that show is very good. Yes, licorice recoil. Licorice recoil. Is it better than yeah. Engage Kiss? Because they seem like they're the same yes. genre. I couldn't get through the first episode of Engage Kiss. Mm-hmm. And I am highly anticipating the last few episodes of Licorice Recoil. Interesting. See, the first episode of Engage Kiss got me to chuckle because I love a shitty man. Just being mm-hmm. a little just being a sh- just being a little shithead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's definitely a shitty, shitty hit, shithead. But I have either way we'll be back we'll be back with something <laughs> yes mm, yeah we've been the otaku host club 
waffle stomping in the Garden of Sins with our guy Alex. And thank you so much for stomping with us. It's, it's been a pleasure stomping. Yeah.